It is week 18 of the NFL season. We are here. Clearly, I am sick. Uh, I woke up this, well, this afternoon. Saw it was 7.30. Thought it was 7.30 on Friday, but Kevin remind me. We still got to record. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing uh, A-OK. I think a little bit better than you're doing on this uh, fine evening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, Thankfully, uh, it's not uh, COVID. You okay, know. that's good to hear. You know, got to keep it healthy as best as we can these days. So, uh, but happy to hop on the mic with you. We'll keep it uh, we'll keep it easy on you. We'll go get you back to bed, all right? Yeah, I hope so. Um, got a couple quick things to point out this week first of all let's dive right into it uh big ben's farewell tour if you will alleged farewell tour hasn't come out hasn't come out and said it yet but uh i was blessed to be at the game and it was unbelievable the atmosphere was unreal, Kev. Yeah, I, I gotta say, if there's a, a Steeler game in my lifetime outside of any Super Bowl victories that I would have wanted to be at, this might be it. Um, I, I, I mean, just watching from afar, the coverage was very good. I mean, I could hear you typically can't always hear fans when you're watching on TV, but we heard you loud and clear. I can assure you that. So I'm, I'm very jealous. So tell us about it. Uh, it was great. I mean, um, <laughs> that was the first time I probably cried at a Steeler game. The first time. I legitimately cried. Um, I mean, and that was also – I shed a tear. Yeah, and that was also the first time I actually stayed late. I stayed after the game, you know, watched his lap around the stadium, watched all that. I mean, it, I mean, it's it it's really is hard to put into words what vic- I felt. A victory lap unlike any other. Um, and for those of you who live under a rock and don't know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, quarterback of the Steelers for 18 years, has uh, declared that this will most likely be his final hoorah. Um, that was his last home game, uh, supposedly. Um, uh, on Monday night, and we took down the uh, arch rival, not really, uh, Ben's children, if you will. Daddy took care of business one last time and uh, <clears throat> gave the Browns good old, good old-fashioned spanking. So it was uh, emotional, for sure. I've never um, – I, I, I can agree, Scott. I've never felt that way about an NFL game. Um, the last time I can even think about, like, uh, any sort of emotions like that was the Ryan Shazier injury, but totally different feelings, nothing – Tears, yeah, true. Uh, tears of joy and reflection and just overall gratitude to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he's our quarterback, as T.O. famously said. That's my quarterback. So um, it's going to be tough uh, to move on without him. I do think it was it was time, and he couldn't have done it in a much better way. He didn't make a big deal out of it throughout the course of the season. He just came out last week and said, you know, this is probably it. And uh, he got the rightful uh, ride into the sunset that he deserved. No, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, he he has meant so much to the city. Um, and quick little backtrack here. 
I was actually lucky to actually even get to the game because I was driving through Virginia uh, on Monday. Was that where that big uh, breakdown was? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, the, uh, boy. Yeah. Have you seen that shit? And I've seen it. So Crazy. I was – I mean, I got – it took me, I don't know, 11 hours or so to get home when it should have taken me seven. So – I was I was stuck in traffic for a while. Uh, thank God I got stuck behind a snowplow, so that helped. Uh, so it wasn't dangerous, but my God, was I getting nervous <laughs> because yeah. I got home at I got home at like four o'clock, and you know driving home I was like, holy shit, I'm a, I better make this make this game <laughs> you, you would have gotten out and run if you had to i mean i would have that's i would have left my car you get to <laughs> so um no nah, but the game was fucking sweet pardon my language um and you know it was it was just really something special to actually witness in person uh to see ben you know in all his glory he got i mean that was the most perfect send-off you could have asked agreed the most perfect send-off it's, it's i mean write a better ending to a story yeah i mean whenever naj ran in for the touchdown with like a minute left like people were yelling in the stands and i was one of them too like being like no why the fuck did yeah. you Go run down. into the end zone um but then baker threw the pick also shout out to baker you know yeah, it was his. It was. Him. It was also his last game at Heinz Field. Clearly, in a Browns uniform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that was very nice of him to you know recognize that it was Ben's moment and just to throw all those picks and suck so bad for us. That was really nice of him. Yeah, we'll we'll get to him in a second, but um, I mean to to see Ben, you know, just be able to take a knee at the last second it it was really a thing of beauty and yeah and let me tell you so it was you're, you're right it was great you know we thought that it was just gonna run the clock out and then Naji scored which uh i think took us all by i thought he was gonna go down and give ben that last uh kneel um and then yeah. he scored and shout out to trey norwood who brought in the pick rookie corner got the pick to give ben one last snap out there and yeah. I, I'm not sure if you noticed, Scott, but uh, when Ben took that kneel, Mike Tomlin called a timeout afterwards. Did you know that? No, dude. I was so focused on everything else. I, yeah, I did Mike not. Tom, Mike Tomlin called a timeout in an attempt to give him one last curtain call uh, to yeah. stand up in front of the crowd. But uh, the entire, like, everybody on the field started shaking hands. The Browns bench came out. The Steelers bench went out. And apparently they were saying, like, I guess Mike Tomlin just said, fuck it. You know, like he tried uh, to give <laughs> yeah. him a lot more, but you're right. It was a perfect moment for him to get out there. And as he said in his interview, an off- there's no better play in the playbook in the offense uh, than a kneel down. So he's glad he got to do it one more time. Yeah, and the other the other thing with uh, the whole Najee Harris play is that dude deserved to get a 37-yard run or whatever. He did. He, did. <laughs> <laughs> he that bought dude. Out. That dude, I mean, him, TJ Watt, who we'll get to later. Yep. 
I mean, they they both deserved everything that they got. I mean, Najee ended up going for what one hundred eighty eight yards. I think I think the Steelers had one hundred ninety yards total rushing. Najee had one hundred eighty eight uh, of those one ninety. So uh, Benny Snell had two yards. <laughs> yeah, as he frequently does. Um, yeah. yeah, you're correct. Um, Harris 188, Benny Smell two, and then first run in two years for Derek Watt got one yard and a big first down on fourth and short. So that was yeah, that was huge. It was huge. He had a great game. So <laughs> a, a lot of people are saying, like, obviously he's been underutilized. The Steelers haven't used a fullback in a few years ever yeah, since Roosevelt. Absolutely, Nets. absolutely, and. And the highlight was in that last touchdown run for Najee, uh, we had um, we had Derek Watt lined up on the left, uh, and then he was no, it wasn't even called in motion. It was just a he was pulled to the right, cut across, and then laid two blocks on the corner and the safety, and opened up the touchdown lane for like a like you said a forty yard run for Najee. So an outstanding play by a good hardworking player. You just you haven't seen him a whole lot on offense, mostly special teams. So it was really cool to see. Yeah, and he had the uh, cute fourth and one, I think. Yep. Early in the game, he had a rush. Uh, so that was, I mean, honestly, I don't know why they don't utilize him more. Agreed. Um, but we can get into that another time. Uh, let's dive into TJ Watt's performance because. Agreed. I mean, I could I could go on about Big Ben. Yeah, forever. We you can, know, and, and, and you we know, probably will for some time. You know, and then and with Big Ben, you know, he's had some off-field issues, which some Cleveland Browns fans were quick to tell me at the game. Um, but that you know, it's been settled. Leave it alone. Yeah. It, it's been settled, and, and you know, obviously, whatever <clears throat> happened back then, like, I don't approve of it. It's it's not a good look, obviously, but um, the thing is, he's a completely different person, and I do believe that outside of a biased perspective. I mean, he found his wife. Uh, they're both very religious now. He has three young kids. He's a different guy. He's stayed out of trouble. He doesn't want any part of that lifestyle anymore. So there is an element of learning from your mistakes, which, one, is very um, – I think Pittsburgh, I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it's a messy blue collar town. And, you know, he, he kind of just kept his head down after that and mind his own business, which he figured out, you know, you, you come to a city uh, and you almost take on that personality, which he learned later on, you know, stay out of the headlines, which, you know, some Steelers need to learn how to do cough, cough, chase Claypool. <laughs> um, and I think there was a, a tremendous amount of growth from him as a guy and as a player as time went on. So, and you're right, you know, like, the ups and the downs of his career, both on the field and off. I think he came out the other end uh, very well. And if Browns fans and their lack of respect and uh, I guess any sort of uh, credibility or honor that they have, which is none, if they want to talk about that for the rest of eternity to, uh, you know, hide the fact that they won two games against Ben Roethlisberger for the last 20 years, then fine. Yeah. Uh, Also, I believe Ben Roethlisberger was like, 23 and 0 or something at Heinz Field. Regular never season, lost. Yeah. Regular season never lost to the Brownies. Yep. And then uh, the only loss came last year in the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we're just going to 
throw that on a rug and not <laughs> think about that one. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but yeah, well said. And uh, l- l- let's move on to TJ Watt, who put the absolute stamp on his season. Uh, four sacks, three tackles for loss, I think. Three. Yeah, I believe three. Tackles three tackles for loss, two uh, batted passes. Uh, the guy is just the Grim Reaper for Baker Mayfield, who we'll also get into a little more detail in a bit here. But um, I, I, for two years now, I've said TJ Watt has deserved the, uh, the defensive player of the year. And each year, last year I was upset. I didn't think Aaron Donald played better, but Aaron Donald's a great player, so it's okay. The year before that, Stephon Gilmore had a very good season. TJ finished third. Not the end of the world. I still thought he could have been a winner. This year, if the NFL finds a way not to give TJ Watt defensive player of the year, it will be a crime against the sport. And I am not, I'm, I'm waiting for them to do it. And I just don't know how they're going to do it yet. And I'm going to be livid. No, Kevin, I believe we said this before on the, on the vodcast, but if they actually find a way to not give him this award, we will have hours worth of content just shitting on the league. Yep. And every time, you know, I've been like, oh, the league did something wrong or, oh, this is not a good look. You know what? Maybe we've swept another. No more. If, if you guys are going to keep pulling this shit, then we'll, let, let's do it. The airing of grievances will be back out of season. But we yeah, I mean, on, honestly, like in years past, like I, I could see how we lost. Same. I could see it. But this year, I do not see it. I don't see it. I, I don't understand. And that's not to discredit any players that are playing very well. Like people that are still it, miles Garrett, who I actually think is a tremendous player. He, he hasn't had a sack in like three weeks. He so. was tied with TJ Watt and sacks. And I think he actually passed him in the uh, Vegas odds to win. And then three weeks later, he has added no sacks only like maybe a few QB pressures. And TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, I don't even think belong in the same conversation anymore. Like, and and that's for this year because I do think as much as I want to shit on the Browns, but you know we Steelers fans, we take the high road. We have a level of respect, and Miles Garrett is probably the second best edge rusher outside linebacker in the NFL. It just so happens that his neighbor TJ Watt is the best. Yeah, true. No, I mean I'll, I'll respect to Miles Garrett, but. I mean, if if he gets snubbed again this year, then, ooh, mama, <laughs> we're gonna have some things to say. And and again, like there's players that for anyone listening that's a, a Cowboys fan, Micah Parsons is a baller. Like he'll win Defensive Rookie of the Year and deservedly so. He's one of the most versatile guys. Unfortunately, I just don't think it's his year for it, and he will have them. I can assure you, his awards are coming because that guy is good. Is Micah, Par- is Micah Parsons the one that has given up over a thousand yards receiving? No, 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 no. That's Trayvon Diggs who's still. Oh, so if okay, you're a Cowboys okay. fan, forget it. Like if I need to, if I even see him on the Vegas odds, which I have, you're a fool because he's officially been sitting in 16 games, not 17. In 16 games, he's broken the record for most yards allowed in coverage. Like. I think Ryan Clark said it best, him and Dan Orlovsky on ESPN, who I actually – I'm a big fan of both of them. I think Dan Orlovsky is one of my favorite guys covering football right now. He's, um, yeah, he, he's great. He has hot takes that sometimes pan out. He owns it when he's wrong. He's very honest. He breaks it down. Ryan Clark, on the other hand, is good at calling out, like, what's actually there. 
And as a former defensive back, uh, he was a longtime safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, for anyone that doesn't know. He made the point, I think it was him, uh, I don't want to misquote him or anything, not that he's listening to this, but he said that interceptions, while yes, they're very important, they can provide great momentum for your defense, credit to where you get them. But interceptions are mostly a byproduct of offensive error or being in the right place at the right time, which, again, that's not to knock down anything because, yeah, interceptions are great. But but if the alternative statistic for your season is the most yards allowed in coverage in NFL history, it doesn't matter. Everything that all 11 interceptions that Trayvon Diggs has hauled in mean nothing to me. Like and, and the Cowboys defense isn't even playing well enough anymore for me to be like, oh, yeah, I guess it didn't matter. It matters. And luckily, their division's crap. Um, actually, the Eagles are doing OK. But if they were in a competing competitive division. I'm not sure this would have turned out the way it would have. And I think that would have been a primary topic of why it didn't. No, I think you, I think you uh, bring up a great point because I'm not sold on the Cowboys. I'm not either. Um, I think they're good, but their performance last week really showed, I think who they are on as an offense. I think their defense is great. Um, but their offense, I mean, Zeke, I've been a hater of Zeke for a while and I'm still a hater of Zeke. He's lost some juice. He, he has, uh, he's not good. I mean, he, he's like the same guy, uh, as, um, who's on the giants. I'm blanking on his name. Saquon. Yeah. Saquon. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just don't trust him. They're going to get hurt. Even if they're healthy, they're going to be good. Maybe. I don't know. So here's something, Scott, that's an interesting point you brought up because I I just went and did a little quick homework on their offense and their defense. And I am, I was with you. I see a lot of holes in their offense and their defense looks solid. But right now the Cowboys offense is second in the league. Total yards. That's what we're basing this off of right now. Second. Second. Their defense is 20th. What? Doesn't that sound wrong? No, that can't be right. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. They've, uh, they're averaging 370 yards given up uh, total yards per game, 20th in the league. Um, and then total yards on offense, 412, 413 if we're rounding up. Uh, total yards of offense per game, second in the league. So, And this is where that's an interesting point you brought up because I would have said the same thing. But if the offensive scheme is their strength, if that identity starts to fade away, they're going to find themselves in trouble. Because I will admit, I've noticed the defense slipping the past couple weeks. Um, like, they got beat by a struggling. And granted, Arizona, I still think, is a good team. But Arizona is struggling a little bit right now. And they lost at home to them. They pounded the Washington football team, but, you know, whatever. And then they played the Giants and then the Washington football team again. Like, they've played some bad teams. Like, their last four wins are football team, Giants, football team, Saints. None of them are impressive. The Saints might make the playoffs, but I think they're bad, if we're being honest. And then no, they I'd, lost I'd, the- I'd agree with you, but I think the win over the Cowboys this past week gives Hard. them a little. Oh, no, sorry. I was talking I was talking Cowboys. Oh, no. So, yes. Okay. Never yeah, mind. <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, I didn't mean to cross you up there, but yeah, I, I, those the teams I just listed were the Cowboys wins, which I don't think are impressive. 
the, yeah, the no, those, Cardinals those are, are still a good team. Those those are not impressive. I would, just let me say about the Cardinals. I think uh, they struggled. I think that win over the Cowboys gives them a boost. I do too. I think they needed a little <laughs> revival. They, they they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Keep that in mind. He's an absolute like difference maker on offense. So yeah. I think they'll come back okay. I I'm not confident that they'll win the Super Bowl this year. I just don't see it yet. But they'll win a game. They'll compete. I'm not sure I can say the same for the Cowboys. Kevin, what'd you do? You just you just sounded wonky there. Maybe I put my thumb over. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Well, I might have put my uh, finger over ye old mic. Uh, that is my bad to the listeners. But, yeah, my point is uh, the, I don't trust the Cowboys. I really don't. How did we get on this subject? I don't know. Oh, um, you're, you're talking about TJ, and then I got on the trail on Diggs rant. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But, um, let's go back to TJ. Uh, absolute stud. Career high. Four sacks. Also, not even just TJ. The Steelers had nine sacks against Baker, I believe. Nine total. (laughs) Unreal. Yeah. I mean, for – and keep in mind, this is one of the best offensive lines in football, the Browns. Allegedly. They got two pro bowlers (laughs) on that roster there, on the line. Also, I mean, I don't think TJ should have gotten four sacks. I don't know why the Browns put a rookie against TJ Watt and had him play, like, Basically alone the entire game. Big mistake. You're, I mean, you're playing to lose at that point. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was just poor decision making on their part. So, but he's a beast. Like he should win it this year. Um, and we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna have hell to raise if he doesn't. Yeah. Well, let's let's get to the other side here. Uh, Baker Mayfield stinks. He, he stinks. stinks. And. He's a little banged up. I'll hear. I'll hear you out. You're right. No, he's he's, he's actually injured. very. He's actually very banged up. He is. Um, but you know who else has been banged up for their most of their career? Ben Roethlisberger. And yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is 40 years old and fat. So yeah, like this is something. And you have the wet. Like I don't know if this was a coaching thing, but why was Nick Chubb not utilized? He only had 12 carries, and our run defense stinks. They didn't. I don't know if they wanted to win this game. If we're being honest. Uh, honestly, Kev, to me, it seemed like they wanted to lose. You might be right. It It seemed like they wanted, I think Kevin, I think Kevin Savansky said, fuck Baker Mayfield. Let's make him throw (laughs) 500 times. Did you see um, Baker Mayfield uh, set the uh, uh, season record for most consecutive incompletions? Yeah, 10 in a row. Yep. Uh, Um, Most in the league this year. How about that? Baker Mayfield also came out with something earlier today. Oh, I did see that about the uh, the beat reporter in Cleveland that essentially said that he's frustrated and uh, might demand a trade. Yeah, well, Baker, you're not getting a good deal. Right? No, I, he also came out and denied it. So who knows? But like, that's the, you're you're right. Like right now, I believe he's got that fifth year option has been picked up. So Cleveland's got him for one more year and this will be the year they're either going to need to see a heck of a lot more from him or it's i'm sorry cleveland but it's time to go back to the drawing board and i know you were there for 20 years of misery but you might have to go back no and they're i mean honestly if i was them you got to go back to the drawing board i don't know well i don't i don't see a future with baker and you know i mean 
you know, let me let me let me take my bias out of this because I hate Baker Mayfield. Um but he's he's just not it. Um I think he's decent. I think he could be a good backup in the league. But he's he I mean, you guys had everything. You had the roster, you had the wide receivers, you had the offensive line. And he was not going to take you to it. So yeah, you got to you got to find someone else. Uh, unfortunately for Cleveland, that's where they are. Yeah, and I appreciate that's a good, that's a good perspective to have because obviously you know like you and me like to sit here and we like to rag on the Browns and Baker as much as we can. But I I will join you and also try to play devil's advocate and uh, maybe maybe defend Baker Mayfield. I'm not even sure if I'm even doing that when I say this, but actually no let. Let me, let me say something real quick. Yep, I got I actually have to defend Baker Mayfield real quick because he has shown, if nothing else, toughness. Toughness. Dude. He is – I mean, he, he has shown toughness. Has it benefited them and himself? Maybe not. Maybe not, but it's it's good to but, see. I mean, I mean it's it's respectable. It is. For it's sure. A nice, it's a nice trait, if, if nothing else. Like, you're right, he has that. So yeah. that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know, I know, I can say he's he sucks this year, but mm-hmm. you know, he's banged up at the same time. So he is, and it's because he plays hard, and I, I I do respect that in him. So, yeah. um, what what I will say at a little bit of the defense of Baker Mayfield is, you need to remember that before Baker Mayfield got in that locker room, I believe their two seasons were one and. 31 is that math correct yeah two 16 season games yeah i believe they were one in 31 in those two seasons or something before he got there like it was abysmal maybe not quite they might have won more than one game that one year but they did go winless and he showed up with a terrible head coach um who was their first head coach was it um jack uh hugh jack hugh, J- hugh jackson hugh, hugh jackson so he was bad. They had this whole idea of rewriting the script and changing Cleveland. Didn't work out. They lost every game. They went out and they got Baker Mayfield and they won like in week eight finally or something in ba- when Baker came uh, in, in his first start or maybe first or second start or something, which is great. It was against the Jets. So, you know, whatever. But and then enter Freddie Kitchens where, you know, Cleveland started, you know, planning the parade. They thought they were going to win. Freddie Kitchen comes in and he's might be worse than Hugh Jackson. Like, so two yeah. different head coaches, two different offensive coordinators. I don't even know their names. I'm not going to waste uh, the energy on it. But, and then they finally, coach number three and Baker, they have a great season. They won, I think, what was last year? Like 11 games. They won their first playoff game in like a decade in Pittsburgh. Nonetheless, huge deal, huge win. So you got to look at that a little bit and say, before Baker got there, it was as terrible as you can get. And now that he's here, it's a little less terrible, but now the bar's been elevated a bit, and he is not going to get you where you want it to be, which is inevitably a Super Bowl. Let's aim a little lower and say a couple playoff wins, which I still don't think they're good enough to do. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing with the whole Baker hype. I mean, ever since he got there, they've been saying, oh, this is our year. This is our year. Woo! They would be. Yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't been your year. Okay. And now you're eight and eight or whatever. Yeah. Give me a give me a break. No, they're led. I think they're seven and nine actually. Seven and nine, whatever they are. Yeah. I mean, give yeah, me a seven break. 
Yeah, no, it's just the, the Cleveland and granted, you know, the, there's the saying, act like you've been here. They haven't been. They, they've been there once and it was last year or so. And again, this is substantial improvement from what the Browns were three years ago. But now that you're in this spot and you're expecting Super Bowls, I'm sorry, it's not going to be Baker. And again, I want to come to his defense a and little you, bit. And you have the roster that you have. Yes, the O-line is great. The running backs are great. The wide receivers, eh, I mean, their best guy is Jarvis Landry. They're, they're, they don't have great weapons in the passing game. I will credit Baker that. That's not they the have, issue. They have weapons, though. Yeah, that's not the issue. It's nothing outstanding, but it's not the problem. So sometimes I do think there's an element of uh, the fit. And I, honestly, I don't think it seemed like it was because, you know, Baker was always that underdog, you know, the transfer. No one believed in him. And it seemed like maybe that fit was there. I don't think it is anymore. I, re- I really don't. And I think he just needs a fresh start and he can play better elsewhere. I really think that he's okay enough to get a starting job, but it's time to move on in this scenario. Well, he's such a dick too. Yeah, he is kind of a dick. I mean, but so is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, honestly, like the only people throughout his entire career that have had his back were the Cleveland Browns fans. Yep. And then he comes out uh, after the Lions game doesn't do the post-game press conference, and then comes out and says, uh, I, I believe he was asked, what do you think of the fans booing you? And he was like, oh, those are probably the same fans who cheer too loud when we're on offense. It's like, dude, they're the only people who have had your back. Why are you doing that? Yeah, and in his defense, Cleveland fans are awful. I don't know if you saw the report that him and his wife have been getting death threats all season when they lose. So... Like no, I, I I saw he got a death threat. I didn't. I thought that was just absolute at this past game, but it might have been. But one <laughs> of them's too many. Like I mean, like what? Who? What? Who are Cleveland fans entitled enough to give their quarterback death threats for losing a game? You're yeah, we don't we don't condone that. Uh, no, that's 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 horrible. As, don't as wish much them. as we dislike Baker, <laughs> yeah. this is like an outside perspective that should not ever come into his personal and family life. That's just always over the line. Yeah, that's that that's bad. Um, no, that's that's terrible. But no, I know. I'm, to your point though. Yeah, I mean, Baker, get it together. Yeah, don't. So, I think it's time you, to move on, and uh, that was, I think, just a sheer way to show it. But who do you think is like gonna embrace Baker now? Well, there are teams. I mean, it's it's sometimes you just need that fresh start. I mean, you look at. Oh, I know I mean, that I know there's I know there's teams that need a starting quarterback, but like, is anyone gonna embrace him? Uh, really? That I think not. Not fully. I mean, it's it's hard to. I mean, you got to look at like where people were, and is Baker gonna be an improvement? Like off the top of my head, the New York Giants need to move on from Daniel Jones because yeah. I think he's worse than Baker. And I think Baker's pretty far down on the list. Also, maybe the Texans, although they did just get uh, Davis Mills, who's an okay rookie. They got him in like the third or fourth round and he's serviceable, like for a rookie on the Texans, like at least give him that credit. But yeah. that, I think it'd also be a step up for them. Like they're kind of in a rebuilding phase anyways. And in, in Houston, it's a disaster down there. Um, so those are just a couple off the top of my head where sometimes you just need to find that new fit and see if it works. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think, I think you could find a couple teams that need a starting quarterback. I'm just trying to see like, if you find a team that actually embraces Baker, which I don't 
think there is. No, it's hard. That's a, that's a totally. He's that's, he's. That's I mean, I mean, he's just very unlikable. Yeah, agreed. Um. Also, I got to give a shout out to Kayla because she was at the game on Monday, good and for her. she was good. She, what's that? Is it good for her making the trek? Yeah, she was. She, she was a good. She was a good sport about it. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't meet up because we were at opposite uh, sides of the stadium. Yeah, but the field is a shithole. Yeah, it was, yeah. She was like, "Oh yeah, come down to my end." I was like, "Yeah, not gonna happen. It'd be like a thirty-minute track." Nope. Um, nah, but she was she was a good sport about everything after the game. Good. So just want to give a shout out to her. Um. Okay. Let's move on to A B though. Yeah, the big news because of the week. that was that was one of the wildest things I, I've ever seen at a NFL game. Agreed, and, and if <laughs> I may, it's just gotten more wild. Like you want to talk about the roller coaster over the last like few days? Um, yes. So obvi- let's look at the timeline here, Scott, and let's <laughs> look at the roller coaster of emotions. So Antonio Brown strips half naked on the sideline, throws his um, jersey on the bench, throws his gloves and undershirt into the crowd, and then pretty much skips into the locker room waving goodbye. While the while the offense was on the field. On the field, <laughs> like in the huddle. Like there was no sort of – they could have gotten flagged for too many men, honestly. Um, yeah. And it, apparently security thought he was a fan streaking, um, which is hilarious. But <laughs> so, like, you see that and you think, oh, my God, he's lost his mind yet again. Like, how can he keep doing this to himself? Like, he's a lunatic. And then you find out, and again, it's all he said, she said, but then some more information comes out and Antonio Brown says, uh, I did not quit. They cut me. They forced me to play on an injured ankle that I didn't feel comfortable with. Um, and I, so I left and I was like, okay, you know, yeah, protect your body, but that was still, you know, you're acting like a child. And then Tampa Bay comes out and says, Antonio Brown never spoke to the training staff. Uh, we didn't tell him he was cut. He said he refused to play, and that was that. So then it's like, okay, maybe now we're siding back with Tampa Bay again. And then Antonio Brown releases a statement saying that I told him I wasn't ready to go before the game. I texted uh, – he released some texts with a picture of him in the trainer. He said, I want to give it my all if it's best for the team. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to be there. And then it came out that he wanted his – incentive money he needed eight more catches 55 more yards and one more touchdown to make a million dollars yeah lost lost out on a million dollars yep the million dollar rage quit if you will and then it came out that him and his agent tried to get the buccaneers to guarantee that money for the remainder of the season for which the buccaneers said no which i don't blame them because he had just gotten off a three-game suspension for faking his vaccination cards he had just gotten off a eight-week ankle injury like why would you pay him this incentive money if he didn't like that's the point it's incentive money and he was close so he then it came out that he wasn't getting targeted in the game so he quit i don't know it's he said it's he said she said where do you stand uh based on antonio brown's past history i'm going to side with the bucks on this one um antonio brown is a diva He's a he's a dare I say it bitch. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean I I don't care about him anymore. He's he's such a fucking asshole. Uh, I would side with Bucks, even if it comes out that 
you know, Antonio Brown wasn't healthy. You know, he did actually end up texting the trainer, which I guess I didn't hear about the texts or whatever. But I don't I don't give a shit. Honestly, fuck that dude. He's a piece and, of shit. And from he only a, uh, he, he he only cares about himself. Yeah. Go from, go fuck yourself. From honestly. A Pits, from a Pittsburgh Steelers perspective, and this might this might piss you off a little bit, Scott, but you got to give credit to Mike Tomlin who like and nine Brown, years nine years he dealt with that shit. Nine years. And it only came out at the end. And when it did happen, Mike Tomlin said, okay, bye, we'll trade you. Like, the second it went poorly, and that's why you, like, obviously I know there's locker room issues. He's got to get Claypool under control. He's got to get Juju under control, which I think Juju cleaned up this year. Unfortunately, he got hurt. But um, for nine years, he had him and Le'Veon Bell, who was kind of a a douchebag. But I think he just wanted his money. That was just kind of like a – Greed thing, but well, Le- Le- yeah, Le'Veon is a different situation. It's, that... it's different. Um, I just think he he saw he tried to get his what he thought he was worth, and it just didn't pan out, which is a bummer. I don't have any ill will towards Le'Veon Bell. Um, no, but like Anto- there's Antonio Brown was not normal or nice. Like he he couldn't have been for all those years. This didn't just happen, and we can blame Vontez Perfect. I do think that there was a serious deterioration of his personality. After that hit. Yeah. But not, it wasn't like flipping a switch. He's not a different human being. I think it just all like at started to add up and it's just, it's it really bit him in the butt. And, and my stance on this current situation is I kind of think that the bucks are in the wrong here, but until I heard about him asking for the guaranteed money, that makes it look like a whole scam, you know, like, I want this guaranteed or I'm gone, which is kind of what happened. But if they were going to make him play on an ankle he didn't feel was comfortable or healthy, that's kind of a bad look. If And there's also rumors that he was being schemed out of the offense, like they weren't targeting him so they didn't have to pay him. Again, I don't know if that's true or not. If it's the case, if I'm Antonio Brown, I wouldn't want to play that game either. But you still got to be a grown-up, and you can't just take your clothes off and walk away in the middle of a game. Like, it's a bad look well, for I mean, I mean that. I mean, that's the thing. Even if, like, all these things are true, Antonio He's, Brown, you got you to gotta be – you can't be a child. No, and that's why it, it's, it's hard to side with him because of that. Even if I think the Buccaneers did everything that he claims they did, I still think he kind of blew his chance to come out the good guy, which – I mean, Antonio Brown hasn't been a good guy for a long time, so who's even thinking considering that? But I agree, it's he handled it all wrong. It's I don't think it's his final strike. I do believe he'll play next year. That's my hot take of the offseason. You think he is gonna get another chance? Yep, I do four, because he's had four strikes. Yep, and uh when he wasn't on these strikes, um he was balling out. He was on a, a, a season high. Like, granted, he's playing with Tom Brady, so consider that to be part of it. He was leading the league in targets. Um, and this is – I only know this from a fantasy football perspective. He was averaging 19.5 points per game, which is pretty solid for an old chap like him. Um, he was having a great year. I still – did you see that route he ran against the Jets before he quit? No, I mean, he's, I mean I'm, I'm, he's still a solid player, Kev, but I I'm know. just saying, like – I mean, he's going to be asking for like 19 mil a year, but he's not going to get and it. He, and he's and he's going to. I mean, if if you pay more than 
one mil you're a, fool. a year, just just the basic salary, you're an idiot. I agree. And you're a chump. And that's the thing is we're not going to see that though. Like the the Patriots when the, before they cut mm-hmm. him, that was like a one year. You're getting the bare minimum. If it works out, great. We'll get you with incentives. Buccaneers, I believe, believe was a similar contract. Very short, low guarantee, low base salary, incentive based. We'll play the, the way you play. Like is gonna get you're gonna get all these rewards, which he ended up missing. I think that's what it's gonna be. But I do believe the NFL ability trumps everything else, and I do believe from purely talent. He might still be a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL when it comes down to talent when healthy. Dude, if, if he's healthy and actually, like, doesn't do any of these off-field antics, he could be a top five. He could. And he absolutely could. And that's He's just why such a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. I think there are teams desperate enough out there that I saw someone say the other day, they, they, wouldn't, they didn't rule out someone picks him up off waivers for the playoffs. I, was like, I thought I, I thought I thought the Patriots would do that. I was wondering the same thing, but I don't Heading think into Belichick is. I don't think Belichick's willing to go down that road again. Um, yeah, he's like a no nonsense kind of guy. But think about like the Eagles are making a playoff run, and they've had some struggles at wide receiver in the past. Um, I mean, Titans—they've got AJ Brown back, and Tony, or excuse me, Julio Jones has been injured. Um, Obviously, the Chiefs just pick up anyone and everyone. Like, they, also, also talk about the bust of the season, Julio Jones. Yeah, that what, a, what a fucking happen. waste of money. I know, injured and then poor play and then COVID for two weeks. I mean, that guy just—I don't know. Wow, swinging a miss there for a never, lot never time. heard it, never heard his name once this season. Yeah, unless it was returning from injury or just went on. Injury. That was yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, tough. But I do think there are teams that, I mean, it's crazy to even fathom. I, I agree with you. This is a hot take. I think it's possible as well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, moving on to uh, some more, some weirder stuff, but uh, not quite as, you know, morbid. Uh, the MVP conversation has started to heat up um, because I forget his name. It's like a Krush something. Uh, I believe he's a, a Chicago Bears reporter. Oh, this is that fucking asshole that said something about Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Um, oh, he yeah. Came out and said, "I can't." And right now, well, let's just let's just start with the simple questions. What Scott, a fucking idiot, Scott. Who's your MVP? Who do you think wins MVP this year? Aaron Rodgers. I agree. I do believe it's Aaron Rodgers. I could see Joe Burrow too. Joe Burrow stepped it up at the end greatly and honestly if the season started and ended within the last eight weeks it'd be a no-brainer joe burrow my my argument for my argument for joe burrow is i mean he got into the league two years ago was injured Mm -hmm. for the most part of last season and he's he's taken a team from being like i don't know like three and 13 yep to whatever they are now playoff team I don't know their exact record, like nine to seven or whatever the fuck they are. Something like that. But I could I could see an argument for him, but Aaron Rodgers, fucking stud. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. He's balling out. I think he has thirty five touchdowns and I think three or four. Inter- I think it's four interceptions, which is outrageous. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's at like forty touchdowns and like eleven or twelve picks. Um, and that's just been the story of. 
Aaron Rodgers. He he's so safe and smart with the ball. I sometimes knock him on it because I think he like sometimes throws it out of bounds or takes the easy way out to protect those numbers. But you credit where credit's due. I mean, the man hardly makes a mistake, and he's led his team to a, another thirteen and three season for three years in a row. Yeah, they got the number one seed locked down. I think. Yeah. And that's so, playing with turf toe or whatever his toe injury was. That's not easy to play through. No, no, it's not. Um, so I think he deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I do too. And you know, unless we're going to talk about this fucking asshole. Somebody doesn't think he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, this fucking asshole. If you guys don't know the story, this fucking asshole decided to come out publicly and say that he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers, which is very uh, controversial because, one, you're not allowed to actually say who you're voting for before. Um, so him saying he's not... You can't say who you're not voting for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he said, well, does he deserve the MVP on the field? Sure. But that's I think his... That's the award. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the award. But he, then he goes and says, like, oh, sh-, you know, his off-field antics, you know, I I think I he he called him a jerk or something, yeah, right? Yeah, the direct quote was, you can't be the biggest jerk in the league and still be the MVP. And he goes, you can't be a jerk to your teammates and to your organization and to your fans. And it's like, I've never been – I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a great guy, but he's without a doubt one – like top two or three quarterbacks in football, which means ever you're an MVP candidate. And quite frankly, I think the MVP this year. So Aaron Rodgers came out and essentially called him a bum and was like, how can you come out and like judge me? You've never met me like, and he's had a great season. I don't think Aaron Rodgers even really cares about the MVP. I think he just wants to win a Super Bowl because that's kind of been his shortcoming in green Bay is just one. And He's right, though. Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend Aaron Rodgers' personality because I've never thought he was a great guy. And we're not going to make this a, a vaccine political conversation, which is what Aaron Rodgers seems to think is what led to those comments. But regardless of what the off, which I think is fair, uh, I think I, I think that's exactly what led to it. I do, too, especially from and it looks worse because it's a Chicago reporter. It's a. I don't know what his job is specifically. I checked his Twitter. It's all bears, which makes He's it a bombers. <laughs> petty. It looks He's a bum. It looks rivalry driven. It looks it just absolutely makes him seem like uh, a little bitch. And like I, I can't believe it. Like again, I don't think yeah, maybe he caused his team some issues with the whole immunization stuff, but the, it didn't really affect any games. Like he missed one game, but so did half the NFL this year. And he came back and still played some of the best football he has in his career, which is a pretty damn good career. So yeah, I think and, it's absolutely and, none, and none of his none of his teammates came out and said like, "Oh fuck, Aaron Rodgers for doing no. that to us." No. Nobody, nobody said that. Even, <laughs> they all had his back. Even after the off season, where he was like, "Oh, that's it." Like, obviously, we know that he doesn't love the organization. He's been had problems with the front office and ownership, whatever GM. Uh, even after that, nobody on the team was like, oh, we didn't think that was a very good move. No, no one cares because the, the teammates know that he's going to win them games and they've been there with him, you know? Yeah. So, 
totally I, outrageous I, thing to say. Um, and I know a lot of people are saying, like, I don't know what this, what the standards are exactly, but he should lose his vote for MVP. No, not uh, the guy who gives the vote should not be allowed to vote. Uh, he absolutely should because one of the, I mean, one of the basic rules is you can't, you know, diluge. Yes. Who you're voting for. Which is, and, he did it and publicly too. He publicly, I mean, he also acknowledged that too. He he also said like, I don't know if I'll lose my vote for this or not, but hope it I mean, was what worth a, it. What a fucking asshole. Hope it was worth it for you to get your anger out on the Green Bay Packers that they've caused you for the last fifteen years. I thought I thought it was I thought it was great, uh, Aaron's response too, because he said something along the lines of like, I don't know who this guy is. He doesn't know who I am. I don't think anyone knows who this guy is <laughs> before he said this. No, nobody did. No, because he's a bum. Yeah, he's a well. he's a fucking chump. Um. You know, and, you know, I, I was kind of on the same boat as you, Kev, before this year uh, where I didn't like Aaron Rodgers, but I actually came to find a new respect for him because I listened to the Pat McAfee show and they have Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Yeah. So he's on the show. He's on the show every Tuesday for those of the, for those of you that don't know. And he is actually such a cool dude. It seems like, yeah, and and I also so I I I found a new respect for him, and yeah, I I love him, honestly. He's not he's not trying to convince anyone that he's the best guy ever. He's simply just going out and like sticking to his opinions. He he says what's on his mind. He does it very calmly. He's he's well spoken at least. I don't know exactly like what they talk about every day. I mostly just see like a tweet from Pat McAfee and I watch the video when it's something uh, relevant, but. I've also, and Scott knows this about me, I love the villains. I, I love a good bad guy. Uh, I do love, hey, I do love bad guys. Yeah, bad guys are the <laughs> best. I, I always rooted for the Empire in Star Wars. You know, it's just uh, the way I rolled. Um, I became a Bryson DeChambeau fan purely because everyone else hated him. And I got to tell you, Aaron Rodgers has become that bad boy uh, to me. And I'm all about a good villain story. All right, Scotty. Want to move on? Uh, yeah, I gotta try to rest up here. So let's let's get yeah. moving. Last one here. So we're gonna talk about uh, this upcoming week. Uh, we'll get into the picks real quick, but first we gotta talk about the ever so slight chance uh, the Steelers have to get into this playoff. Uh, if you've ever seen the meme of Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber, the uh, so you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, so we play the Ravens. We need to win. We need to beat the Ravens. The Colts play the Jaguars. We need the Jaguars to beat the Colts. And then the crazy thing, we can't have the Raiders and Chargers tie. Which isn't going to happen. I don't think it will. Uh, Brandon Staley, coach of the Chargers, because there's been some rumors and speculation and like, oh, if the Jaguars win, they could kneel the ball out and just accept to tie, not risk injury, and just move on, which, one, would be an abomination to the sport. And two, you're playing your division rival. You can't, you can't do that. But he's come out and said there will be no tie here. We respect the shield, referring to you know the NFL, too much in the game. Um, so we won't have to worry about that. I don't think if they tie, like naturally, I'll still be outraged. But you know, it, it shit happens. Um, but that's what we're looking at right now. So chances are slim, but it's possible. 
Can I just say real quick, this, I mean, the fact that you can tie a game in the NFL really fucking pisses me off. It's so annoying. And, and honestly, at this point, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just uh, whining because the Steelers have a tie. We should have. No, I don't even care about that. We should have lost. <laughs> yeah. Like, give us, give us the L at that point. It's just astounding that this is what it's coming down to is a week nine Week 10, tie against the Lions, and we're looking at this saying, if they tie, we're done. So it's just stupid. Change the rules. Change the rules. Go to, go to the college rules. College rules are so much better. Agreed. The only thing I don't like, and I think it's a recent change, is they go to you have to attempt two-point con- conversions at a certain point, which I don't like. Uh, I wouldn't mind that if it's like after like, you know, three touchdowns each team. I believe or it's something. two right now. Yeah, I think that's a little too soon. I do too, because like at that point, you know, it's like you're just it's one and done. Like there's no like there's not enough offensive like scheming involved or like stopping. So I love that you know the defense can get a real stop at the forty yard line or whatever it is. Make them try to kick a a dicey field goal. You know, like keep that element of the game there. And yeah, but interesting. I mean, it's so stupid what we do right now in the NFL. The NFL. I mean, I don't. I don't understand why there's not even like conversations around it. It's either like you want to talk about improving the game. This seems like an easy way to do it. So be, I mean, because everyone I talk to like agrees, like they should do Everybody it. Everybody agrees. Like, why would you? If you could get a touchdown, it it comes down to a t- coin toss. What yeah. the fuck is that? It's it's ridiculous, and, and the fact that, like, typically you know when a game's going to end in a tie. Like, the Steelers and the Lions felt like a tie. It was pouring down rain the whole game. We had Mason yeah. Rudolph in at quarterback, who that's going to be a discussion for another episode. But um, <laughs> it was just a disaster, and we, there was just turnovers and missed kicks. And it was like, when the overtime started, I think part of me knew, well, this is going to be a tie. No one's good enough to score right now. Yeah. So, it's just dumb. All right, Scott, let's uh, get the picks in, and let's get you to bed, mister. All right, sounds good. Um, let's go over our picks from last week, oh, or two we weeks two weeks, two weeks ago. Do we have to? Yeah, sure. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out. Uh, so Kevin and I have this Excel sheet, uh, so we put our losses in red and our wins in green. Kevin decided to put our my wins in orange this week no i did not yeah you yeah you did these are orange no i i changed them ah shit uh but yeah you put them in orange uh anyway whoops i don't my computer is being a fucking idiot right now so i can't (laughs) see who i actually picked but i picked i gotcha uh, i picked the colts for my upset i don't know who they played i believe that's when they played the cardinals Oh, I want to get the get the Cardinals. Cool. I think you did. Wow, that was the Christmas Day game. Wow. All right. Uh, then I went with the Dolphins as my lock, who won. Yep, they so, beat the Saints. And then I went with my Bills against the Patriots in our head-to-head. So I went three for three this week, Kev. Yeah. How? Kev, Can, did you go three for three? Congrats on your great week, Scott. Um, mine didn't go as well. Um. I, I went 0 for 3. Um, I picked the Ravens to upset the Bengals, which, shame on me. Uh, I thought the Ravens were 
still a competitive team two weeks ago. I no longer think that's the case. Well, that I was what, the, that was uh, when Lamar was hurt too, right? That was the game he got. I think he was actually rolled out after I made that pick. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you're right. It, yeah. It, oh, it was the week that um I think uh Tyler Huntley also got ruled out with COVID, so they were on that uh, third guy. I don't even know his name. Something Johnson. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, regardless, I still thought maybe the um maybe the Ravens could get it done. I was incorrect. Um. Uh, and I missed that. They got thoroughly walloped by uh, Joey Burrow and the Bengals 41-21. So not great. And then I thought the Broncos could beat the Raiders. The Raiders were on a big skid. They had lost like five of their last seven or something. And I thought the Broncos could get it done by running the football. They lost as well. So uh, not great on that front either. And then opposite of Scott, I, uh, I picked the Patriots at home to beat the Bills. I believed in Bill Belichick uh, at home. I was wrong. I was very yeah, I, wrong. I, I think that game, if I remember correctly, we were both iffy about that one. Yeah, I, didn't, I believe I didn't it really was like a toss take up. The Bills, and you didn't really want to take the Pats. We just had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Every other game was terrible. It wasn't even worth like considering. But yeah, and I'm, I am correct. The, uh, the Ravens ended up having to start Josh Johnson um, last minute because uh tyler huntley and lamar jackson were ruled out so yeah tough that's, beat, that's... but uh no excuses being made here i gotta be better yeah that's tough now well, you, can, you, can, you can you can put an asterisk next no, to that one if you want i don't i don't want it hey respect that. that i'm better than that i'm not chase claypool i'm not gonna blame other people all right um, so on, on to this, this week. week scotty and i were playing a game of faith uh, this week. So uh, as we just stated in the uh, open, narrowly open window for the Steelers, the Jaguars need to beat the Colts. For those of you who are unaware, the Jaguars are the definition of poo-poo. They are 2-14. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since, I think he's thrown one touchdown pass since Halloween, which is no. astounding. So I, I heard something uh this past weekend, he's thrown two tutties. One happened this past weekend. He's thrown oh, two did, did he finally get one? He's thrown two tutties in the past nine weeks. Nine weeks. That's incredible. Hold on. Let me uh, – I'm looking at the game. Oh, wait. Was this – this might – that's the wrong week, actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was on the wrong week, and I saw one of the touchdowns was a Trevor Lawrence fumble picked up by the Jaguars, <laughs> and they ended up scoring. So I was like, wait a minute. Well, that probably um, did happen last week, too. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, so the Jaguars lost 50-10. to 10. Oh, my God, to New England. Um, so I, my app's being – I don't know why it's not loading right now. But Yo, um, anyways. But, but the Jags are like 6-0 and uh, against the Colts the last – Six, Six games, games. in Jacksonville, they have won. So um, we're just gonna ride with it. We we have to. We got. We're trying to build some good karma here. Uh, got to support uh, the, <clears throat> the deal, um, and hopefully it happens. Uh, for those who are wondering, they are fifteen and a half point underdogs. <laughs> so it's one of the bolder upsets we'll ever make. Uh, and like I said, uh, a leap of faith here. Uh, we're trying to believe because that is uh, essentially what the Steelers need. Uh, to make the playoffs, so yes. Uh, so basically, we're Jags. so so basically, we're both going to have at least one loss 
Yes. This Which, week. <laughs> even though I've fallen behind in the season standings, I've accepted that out of good faith for the Steelers. So we're gonna. Oh yeah, we didn't even we didn't even mention uh, because of last week or two weeks ago. I am now seventeen and sixteen mm-hmm. above five hundred, and Kevin is now fifteen and eighteen. Fuck you. Okay. A big swing, and uh, I have fallen. The second half performance of my season has been nothing short of abysmal. So, <laughs> um, so hopefully, I get these second two games right. Um, I uh, took the cowards' way out, and my lock is going to be the Chiefs. Um, they're still fighting for uh, potentially the number one seed if they win and the Titans lose. Uh, they're playing the Broncos. Uh, you got to think that they're turning on playoff mode, even if they aren't going all out. They're playing the Broncos, who are pretty banged up. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs as uh, my lock. 11.5-point favorites. Sounds good. I'm taking the Cardinals over the who is it? Uh, Seahawks at 6.5-point favorites. I'm doing this because uh, the Cardinals still have to play everyone if they want to solidify their selves in the playoffs. I think they're the five seed right now. I also think they just need to play everyone to get their minds right going into the playoffs. Um, They've kind of fallen off as the Cardinals have done the past couple seasons here. I like the Cardinals. I think they're going to come out. Not bad. And, and beat the whoever, Seahawks. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, and now moving on to the final category of the head-to-head. Uh, we picked the game, the most important game of the week. Um, <laughs> not even for the Steelers, um, but essentially what we have here, um, if the Colts do win, the Chargers and Raiders are playing for uh, their playoff lives. Um so we've got a division battle on Sunday night in Las Vegas. Uh, I am going to take the Raiders, despite their poor play over the last like six weeks. They've snuck in a couple good wins. They beat the Colts last week, which was a big surprise, and you know, in turn, kind of messed up the Steelers' hopes uh, for playoffs. But that's you know just where we are. Um, but the Raiders, I've always felt a little something about prime time in Vegas at home. Derek Carr. I don't know what it is exactly. I think the Chargers are a significantly better team and deserve to make the playoffs over the Raiders. But something about me just thinks that Derek Carr and the Silver and Black might get this done. I actually wouldn't put that past them. I'm going with the Chargers because, I, like you said, I think they have the better roster. Yeah. But going back to the MVP vote, you can make an argument for Derek Carr. He's, I think, second and, or third in passing yards this year. Fourth in passing yards. Well, it's not even just that. I mean, think about all the shit that they've had to deal with this oh, year. Oh, incredible! Like, yeah, and I mean, they're still award. they're still in the playoff hunt. Unreal. Yeah, Derek Carr. Shout out to you, my he, my friend. He's had like four players out with driving infractions. Obviously, the um, uh, unfortunate incident with Henry Ruggs. I just call that murder. I guess. Uh, he's had like three DUIs on his roster, two different head coaches. Uh, Darren Waller's been out for the last six weeks, and their defense, I'm pretty sure, is still ranked bottom 10 in the league. And somehow, by the grace of God, they're in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Hey, it's also, can I, can I just point out real quick that Aaron Rodgers got way more hate for being unvaccinated than Henry Ruggs got for literally killing a woman and a dog. So yeah. fuck all you people. Yeah, that's. I didn't even think. Fuck you. 
Yeah, you kind of. I haven't really heard about Henry Ruggs at all over this. It's like it, it was big news for a day. He's a fucking asshole. And then everyone kind of just wrote it off. And somehow this locker room has the audacity to not learn their lesson and get. I think there's been two more DUIs or something. Like really? Uh, some. See, I haven't even Hobbs, heard that. Like some guy named Hobbs on the roster, I believe. Uh, I believe just got a DUI. I would like to go fact check myself on that. I don't want to be spreading false rumors about there. Yeah, we're not Something spreading like misinformation. Yeah, uh, they were the in the news case. though. And also the loss of John Madden, a Raiders legend. Oh uh, yeah, that's, but yeah. That's that's hard to get past too. You know, they, they perhaps they were even inspired by it because they beat the uh, they beat the Colts, who I think are a much better team. Um, so I don't yes, know. we we would be a miss if uh, we didn't mention John Madden. He is. I mean, he he changed the game. Yep, uh, he did. Made it made it what it is. I mean, I know you and I grew up on playing man, you know. So yeah, uh, that was that was very tragic to see. Very sad news. And just to uh, confirm what I did read uh, three four days ago, uh, Raiders um, fifth round pick. I don't know what year he is. Uh, arrested for DUI. What a fucking asshole. Nate Hobbs. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know how these guys aren't learning their lesson. Something that hits so close to home like that. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but it, you know, one of the, I mean, my least favorite crime of all time, if we're going to put it on a hierarchy, is DUIs. Yeah. Do um, not drive drunk, please. Seriously. Yeah, I've lost, it. I've lost people to it. Do not uh, do it, please. Can, we've seen the effects. I agree. So, uh, yeah, crazy stuff. But somehow you're right. Uh, the Raiders, here they are. And, um, who knows? Maybe they got one more game of magic in them. All right. So with our final picks, we're going to bid adieu. Um, you just want to give one more shout out to Big Ben. Love uh, you. Love you. Again, son. again, first time I ever cried watching a football game. Uh, luckily, I was able to experience it in person. It Incredible. was it was amazing. Um, and I'll I'll never see anyone like him again unfortunately no. but he was one of a kind for Steelers fans he was uh he was a a true man to represent the city um and a great career I wish you happiness and peace in your retirement with your family um thanks for the memories yes thank you for the memories and you know just keep keep doing what he does I mean he's he's become such a better person I know we got to mention this again, but he, you know, he's had some trouble past, uh, but I mean, he's clearly become a better person. He has a family now. He's yep. got a good wife. They, they're raising their kids. Right. Uh, so, uh, I'm kind of getting emotional again about <laughs> talking about this again. Gotta stop. It's, it's sad. Uh, <laughs> end of an era. Really? End, he's end he's the era. only, He's basically the only quarterback I've ever watched. You know, yeah. I saw Tommy Maddox for a year or two, but and Mason that I can remember. And Duck Hodges for a year. Yeah, we well, we <laughs> we put that under the rug. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's just really we're really lucky to have uh, one guy, eighteen years on one team. Um, I'm not sure it's ever been done. I do believe it's the longest uh, single team tenure in NFL history. So we're very blessed to have uh, been a part of it. Yeah, truly been blessed. Uh, and I think enough said about that. So anything else, Kev? 
uh, that's it. You know, just uh, nothing but love for seven. Um, and, you know, everybody stay safe, uh, stay warm, and enjoy uh, some upcoming playoff football. Yeah, real quick, uh, we got week 18 coming up. Uh, the longest season in NFL history. The, the first week I believe. 18 ever. Yeah, so we got bonus football here. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll be back next week with uh, some stuff before the playoffs. Hopefully – we get to talk more about the Steelers. I hope. Well, we'll probably have something to say regardless. Well, we'll talk more about that <laughs> probably at the very least. Uh, cool. All right. Yeah, so uh, we'll see you next week. And thank you for joining us and listening to our stupid asses talk. It's been a wonderful ride. All right. See you next week.